Daily Adventure Tales, Episode 16. Show notes at dailyadventuretales.com slash Christmas. That's Barry with a B like boy. B-E-R-R-Y dash Christmas. We are Berry Christmas because Mark and I go down to Knott's Berry Farm and try to have some Christmas cheer there. I go to Descanso Garden to see some decorations and talk to folks. We hear from our wonderful fake son. And we have two, count them two, holiday songs for your enjoyment. Have fun! Hi, honey. Are you ready to record this week's opening for the podcast? Well, can't you use one of my previous openings? But it's Christmas, honey. Uh, okay, let me give it a shot. Okay. Jingle tales, jingle tales, jingle all the way. The podcast about daily adventures. All the way. (laughs) (laughs) With your adventure host, Lori Weaver. And the wonderful Mark. Merry Christmas, honey. Merry Christmas. It's that holiday time of year, and Mark and I had fun down at Knott's Berry Farm. Well, we kind of had some fun, but we went the day before Christmas Eve. Now, I was brought up with kind of the German tradition where Christmas Eve was the big deal. So we opened all of our gifts at night, and the tree was lit up at night, and Christmas morning was kind of the afterthought. It was the Santa time, and we get, you know, maybe you have to go to church in the morning. So Christmas Eve was the big deal for us. What, what was it like for you, honey? Were you Christmas Eve or Christmas Day kind of family? We celebrated Christmas on uh, Christmas Day, and Mom and Dad stayed up late in the night uh, assembling the Christmas presents for us four boys, and we were all locked in our bedrooms wondering what (laughs) they possibly could be. I bet they enjoyed having you four boys locked in the bedroom. (laughs) Yes, they probably did, but I did hear a few swear words on some of those things that my dad was trying to assemble. I could just imagine because uh, my father-in-law was quite the salty character. But with the four boys and kind of a limited budget when you were growing up, you didn't get like every present under the sun like some kids might get today. What was your favorite gift? Well, my favorite gift was actually a record player. Because with the four boys, you know, I always wanted a bicycle, but my parents couldn't afford a bicycle for all four of us. So we'd get one bicycle and have to share it. But one year, I got a record player, and it was all to myself. I enjoyed that record player one heck of a lot, and played it and played it and played it, and eventually just wore it out. I went through a couple of, uh, they used to have needles on them. I wore out a couple needles on that thing. What kind of music did you play on your, your record player? Oh, I got all kinds of records. I. Uh, I love love musicals, so I had The Sound of Music, I had Oklahoma, I had, uh, I loved The Impossible Dreams, um, sung by Goulet, and I had a lot of Bill Cosby uh, songs, uh, songs not, (laughs) I had a lot of Bill Cosby stuff, because he was really funny, and he was the thing to listen to at the time, along with the Smother Brothers. 
That's right. As some of you non-boomers are listening right now, there used to be a thing called not the internet. There was no YouTube. We had television with like three channels and maybe a local station, and we used to get our comedy on records. Yeah, the Smothers Brothers. In fact, I was looking. I was always trying to figure out where the Bodish Shore was. You know, I mean, I'm going like, where in the hell is the Bodish Shore? I didn't realize that he was saying, row the boat ashore, not the <laughs> boat ashore, uh, you know. So that was, it took me, had me fooled for quite a few years until I grew up a little bit. This week I've been going around and, and trying to talk to people about how they're celebrating the holidays and what they're doing. And I'm finding out that different people have different experiences. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, everybody kind of like has their own idea of what Christmas is supposed to be like. Well, not every single person celebrates Christmas either. We found that out when we went to Disneyland with our fake son, Steve. Remember? We went down there for your... Why did we go to Disneyland that time with Steve and Marie? I think it was just to have a good time at Christmas. And, you know, Steve is like a really mellow guy. <laughs> yeah, we were having a good time. I remember that. And it's really cheerful to see all the holiday decorations. And, you know, the It's a Small World is one of the rides that they change the decorations for Christmas. You know, it's normally just all the different countries and the dolls singing It's a Small World in different languages. And then at Christmas time, they kind of put traditional Christmassy decorations up and they, they sing or play some Christmas-type carols. And Steve was a little bit concerned about that because, you know, he's Jewish. And remember what we told him? We told him that there was a menorah in there. And anyway, so when we took the ride, we couldn't find the menorah. <laughs> that kind of upset all of us, actually, because that's what we promised him when we took him on the ride. Yeah, we said, don't worry, Steve, because there's a menorah at the end. I, we swear, there's a menorah at the end, because the previous year there had been a menorah at the end. So we were just enjoying this stuff, and, and he says, man, even the mermaids, there's mermaids, but there's no menorah. <laughs> it's a small world. But anyway, he could probably tell you in his own words a little bit better. Hi, this is Steve. I have a great story to tell about uh, the time Lori, myself, her husband Mark, and our friend Marie went to Disneyland. Um, it was during the Christmas, uh, during Christmas time around December, and uh, Disneyland was all decked out in the Christmas theme. And uh, It's a Small World was doing their um, Christmas decorations. I guess the whole the whole small world is basically becomes a big like celebration of Christmas. So it's pretty festive, and we uh, were excited to go in there. But we did kind of have a little reservations because I think we had we had been discussing while we were waiting in line uh, some of the uh, some of the issues that Disney might be having with diversity during the holidays because it seemed like everything was about Christmas. There was nothing about Judaism or Muslims or atheism even it was all basically if you're if you're in the small world you're basically in a christian world so we went in there and we um enjoyed it of course because who wouldn't enjoy a small world and we we were uh looking around and trying to note if there was anything other than people dancing and celebrating christmas and we had a really hard time finding it we actually couldn't even locate a single menorah in the entire 
in the entire ride, even when they were in Israel, we didn't seem to see any menorahs. For some reason, it seemed like the whole world was celebrating Christmas, and it was just very, uh, it was a little bit funny and kind of sad at the same time. So when we left, we all pretty much agreed we couldn't find a single menorah in there. We were specifically looking for menorahs because I'm Jewish, so I was interested to see if there was any representation. And when we got out, we all noted we didn't see any, and then uh, we we came up with a new term for uh, the ride, which is, it's a s small Christian world. That's my story. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Sorry, son, but happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy Hanukkah. And I'm sorry there wasn't a menorah at the end of that. Well, if you come to our house, we'll put out a menorah if you bring it. Yeah. Actually, if you come over to our house, we'll try to find one. <laughs> Normally, we end our podcast with just one song, but because our fake son has such a disappointing time at Christmas, that time at Disneyland, I wanted to find a song just for him. Oh, what song is that? It's a song about Hanukkah. Oh, cool. Do <laughs> you know anything about Hanukkah? Yeah, a little bit. Actually, it, it's a Jewish um, tradition that uh, has a really interesting story behind it. Do you know the story? Actually, I do know the story. Are you going to tell it to me? Well, I really could if you'd like. <laughs> I dare you to tell me the story. Okay, well, my understanding is that... Don't be offended, Steve. My understanding <laughs> is that people were, were very hungry, and they basically lit a candle every day in order to stretch out the food supply. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> Steve, you have to come over and teach us about Hanukkah. This is embarrassing. Oh, well, I guess... It, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I need to learn a little bit more about Hanukkah. <laughs> well, while you're learning, we'll play the Hanukkah song I found. It's basically from the animated show Adventure Time. And instead of the Ice King, the song is called Nice King Hanukkah Song by Jonathan Mann. Nice king, nice king, oh, nice king, nice king, oh, nice king, nice king, oh, nice king. Nice king, light the candles for eight nights. All the princesses will bring you presents, they'll give you treasures, they'll keep you warm in the spirit of the season. Nice king, nice king, oh. Nice king, nice king, oh, nice king, nice king. 
nice king, you're amazing. You're beardless and fearless, and every princess wants you. Nice king, you could have everything. Just keep the beard off and keep the fire burning. Nice king, hear them calling. They want you to choose which one you're gonna marry. On the eighth day of Hanukkah, before the candles go out and your beard grows back, oh, nice king, nice king, 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 oh, nice king. You know, honey, at this time of year with all the Santas and trees and Christmas carols playing, I can see why Steve kind of feels like it's a small Christian world. That's got to be kind of tough when that's not your culture. I think it's very important for us all to understand that everybody is different. And the most important thing about Christmas is to spread the peace and love, not any of the ideals. <laughs> the ideals? You mean the idols? Well... Ideas, spirit, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're, we're different in our cultures. I bet I came from the only family in the world that celebrated Christmas Eve with tapioca. Well, I think you're right. I thought that was a little strange, but I, I adapted. Yes. So to me, it's not Christmas at all unless there's tapioca. And guess who makes it? I do. That's right. The same wonderful Mark who makes the turkey makes the Christmas tapioca. Thanks, Annie. You're welcome. And Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays because that's the time of the year. Peace on earth and joy to man. One reason I go to Disneyland or like to go to Disneyland was Mark and I used to have season passes when we were first married. And so we went to Disneyland a lot and it was cheerful to go see all of those decorations. And it was fun as a young married couple. Well, we weren't that young, but as a newly married couple to go see those things. And when we were down in that area, we'd stop by to Knott's Berry Farm. And Knott's Berry Farm is a little bit different than Disneyland because it's basically a, a Western town with some rides and things. But at Christmas time, they also have beautiful decorations and Christmas plays and ice skating. And I just love to go there. And I love the chicken dinner. Well, you love the chicken dinner, not just at Christmas. You always like that chicken dinner. Oh, yeah. That was a world-famous chicken dinner. People would come thousands of miles to just have that dinner. Oh, you're, you're exaggerating now. No, no I'm not. They have postcards all over the place saying, yes, we came thousands of miles, and it was totally worth it. That dinner was something very special. That's why people went to Knott's. Well, that's true. Knott's Berry Farm started out because they, Walter Knott 
built a little Western town to give the people who are standing in line for hours waiting to have Cordelia Nuts's chicken dinner something to do. That's really what Nuts Berry Farm was, was something to do while you were waiting to eat that chicken. Oh, yeah. And at that time, the ch- chicken dinner was something fabulous. Well, this time we also waited a long, long time because we went on such a busy day, the day before Christmas Eve. And about the only good thing I can say about it was really fun to meet Ron and Phyllis in the line. Oh, certainly was. They, they, were, they were looking forward to the dinner as much as we were. Mark and I are here in line for Mrs. Knott's chicken dinner. And I tell you, we're having just a wonderful holiday time. We've been in line. How long, honey? Oh, I don't know. Probably about 45 minutes now. And we've been maybe 20 feet at best. It looks like we still have quite a ways to go. While we were in line, though, we met Ron. Hi, Ron. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And you're telling me that even though we were kind of griping about being in this line, Mark and I, that it's well worth it. Definitely. The best you're going to get. What's really good about this chicken dinner? Well, just it just always tastes as fresh, like just like freshly made, and um, just the taste, the way they season it. There's no other place you taste it like this. And then the best part is those homemade biscuits that never end. I love those biscuits. And I've heard that they're very famous for their boysenberry here. Have you had their boysenberry? Oh, that's, oh exa- that's another reason I come. There's no other place to get this kind of fresh boysenberry pie, and then you got your boysenberry jelly to put on your biscuits and the butter. Oh, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> well, thanks, Ron. What do you think, Kenny? Are you going to have some boysenberry pie? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, is that all you're going to have is some pie? Oh, no. I'll have the full full meal. And what are you most looking forward to as we're waiting in this line? Getting getting in there, sitting down, and having some chicken. What about you, Ron? I'm looking forward to sitting down. I'm with him on as far as that sitting down <laughs> part goes. You know, we've been walking around the park already for since 11 and I'm getting ready to sit down and enjoy a good meal. And it is good and crowded. I tell you, it's beautiful, a lot of fun. It's hot here in Southern California on the 23rd of December and Knott's Berry Farm is a lot of fun, but I have never seen it this crowded, never. Nope, this is the most crowded it's ever been. Thank you so much, Ron, for waiting in line with us. Okay, it's my pleasure. Unfortunately, I would have to say that I didn't think the chicken dinner was as good as I had remembered when we went before. Oh, it certainly was not. And they don't use real butter or real ingredients anymore. They've totally changed the dinner from what we, even two years ago. Well, the chicken was real. The chicken was real, but it certainly wasn't as plump and juicy as it used to be. No, that was that was my impression. So I would have to say, you know, I used to recommend people go to Mrs. Nutt's chicken dinner. If you were in Southern California, I would say it's like something you should do unless you're vegan. But we couldn't recommend the place. Colonel Sanders is better. I think they're going to sue us for saying that their chicken dinner isn't as good as it used to be. Let them try. <laughs> No, don't. Please don't try. <laughs> hey, we're just being honest here. Maybe you were had an off day, but you you could put the the butter back on the table. <laughs> hey, I want real food for real money, and to celebrate the fact that at one time that was really the experience that started that park. Anyway, this isn't going to make the final take, but we had fun. 
You know, even though it was crowded as bejesus at the at Knott's Berry Farm that day, all we managed to do was to go to the ice show, have the chicken dinner. But one thing that was kind of cool was we got a chance to ride on the Calico train. Well, it's been a holiday of waiting here at Knott's Berry Farm, and right now we're waiting to go on the Calico Railroad. Now you can hear the engines coming right now. They've got it all decked out for Christmas. Engine 41, Rio Grande Southern. From the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad. Oh yeah, you know, the train is such a cool thing. It's actually a real steam train. So we really had a good time uh, traveling on that. That's like in the old days. Sometimes you go on the train, they do a show for you too. Sometimes you can get robbed or... Last night, I think uh, people were eloping. Oh yeah, they had a couple eloping and some of the people on the uh, train were like play acting with them to tell them not to, not to elope with that guy. I think this segment is sucking. Well, it could be a sucky segment. <laughs> well, well, it might, it might really suck. But you know what didn't suck? It was fun that we recorded some of the train sound when we were going around Knott's Berry Farm. Oh yeah, you know, the sound and the smell and the feel of old steam train. There's nothing that can beat it. I. To this day, this is living history. Anytime you can ride on a steam train. And have the have the ability to do so. I would really recommend you do it, because that's how America was formed. It's the backbone of America. People, that's how they used to travel. That's how your ancestors got out here. It's it's as American as apple pie. Or boysenberry pie. That was still pretty good. <laughs> boysenberry pie was very good. Yes. The Nuts Berry Farm actually was a berry farm too, and they were famous for making up the boysenberry. So I would have to say, don't go on Christmas week. That seems to be a crowded time of year. However, if you are in Southern California, I would go to Nuts because it is filled with history. Like they have a real stagecoach too, and that's a great thing. Lots of stuff to see if you can actually squeeze into the park. It's a few days before Christmas in Southern California and I'm outside the beautifully decorated Bodie House in Descanso Gardens. It's just gorgeous and I'm here with... Olivia Sommerhalder. Hi, and you said you're originally from? Switzerland. And now you live here in sunny California. Yes, for a couple of years now. How do you like it here in California? Oh, it's quite nice, especially Los Angeles, quite an amazing area to live in. Yes, I like it too. I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, where it was very cold and rainy. <laughs> Especially rainy. <laughs> yeah, and I was just going to say, today is like in the 70s here in December. 
So what are you planning on doing for your holidays this year? Uh, my wife's um, family is essentially here and my parents just uh, flew in a couple of days ago, so we're going to celebrate all together Christmas. Now that's the absolute best thing, and I saw a little one with you. Is that your daughter? Yeah, that's our daughter. And this is a great age. What, what are she excited for for Christmas? Does she love the decoration? Mm, she loves the decorations, but she's quite scared of Santa Claus. <laughs> so every time she sees Santa Claus, she actually runs <laughs> in the other direction, literally. <laughs> so the Santa Claus picture of the last two years is she was crying, but uh, also friends of ours have quite nice crying baby pictures so with Santa Claus. I think, you know, until the time that they can figure out that St. Nick means toys for me, they are scared of this great big gentleman. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me and have a happy holiday. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you too. Hey honey, I've been on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Oh no. <laughs> Do you know what Twitter is? Oh yeah, you twerk and tweak and no, I, you, twit, whatever, you, whatever. You, you, you do not twerk on Twitter. <laughs> you tweet. And I am on Twitter. And so if you want to tweet me, go to Adventure Lori. If you want to twerk with me, then don't do it. <laughs> but one of my, my good buddies on there who has the best funny stuff is really nice and he sent us a holiday message for the listeners so I'd like you to read this message out from him happy holidays from a retired US Navy sailor in Pensacola Florida good health and happiness to all thanks honey that came from my buddy Pete Christensen and I'm going to post his Twitter handle on our show notes page. So why don't you all tweet him and say happy holidays back. Peace on earth and joy to man. Friends are singing silver bells are ringing for Merry Christmas time again. Honey. We've got a really special song to end our podcast with this week. I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah? What song is that? Well, do you remember Alan Bernhoff? Yeah, he did such a cool Halloween haunted house. I can't believe it. That's right. I met Alan and his daughter Melody at Descanso Garden in the Halloween episode. And Alan is a really cool guy. Remember what kind of music he does, honey? Yeah, you told me he does uh, Beatle music. That's right. He's toured in cover bands as John Lennon, and he writes his own music that sounds like the Beatles, and it's used quite a bit in shows and, and DVD-type stuff where people need Beatles music, but they can't afford the Beatles music. But I tell you, it's really fantastic. Well, I bet you that's going to be quite a treat. Well, he was kind enough because I posted to him on Facebook and asked him if he had any holiday music that I could play for you and he does he has one called Imagine Christmas and it's just beautiful I just love it so I asked him Alan how how did you get inspired to write this song and he told me that it came from his favorite Capra movie which is your favorite Capra movie oh you mean meet John Doe that's right with Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck if I remember right that's right. 
Well, anyway, Alan says that Gary Cooper gives a great speech in, the, in that movie about how great everyone behaves at Christmas, how everyone's really good at Christmas, and that you should behave that way all year. And that's what his song is about. Well, that seems very enlightening. I think everybody should do that. Alan also sent me a link to a music video that he filmed last year of this song starring his daughter as the Christmas angel. So I'm going to put that link on our show notes. DailyAdventureTales.com slash Barry Christmas. That's Barry with a B like boy. B-E-R-R-Y dash Christmas. So go there and look at that cool video. Okay, adventurers, it's time to wrap up the podcast with Imagine Christmas by Alan Bernhoff. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays.
That's a wrap. For more information, visit dailyadventuretales.com.